Sisters Omi or Omikunle Ekundayo. I am the founder and director of the Soul Care Collective and today we're going to discuss the winter solstice which is my favorite holy day of the year. Um, so during the winter solstice we basically transition into the winter season by experiencing deep darkness on December 21st. And this day actually marks the longest night of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. So this is the time when darkness just decides that it's going to take up as much space as possible before it can finally give way to the increasing daylight of spring. And so to better explain the spiritual and energetic shifts that we have access to during the sacred time of the year, I'd like to share a story because one of the many ways that we learn as African and indigenous beings is through storytelling. And so today we'll explore the story of Oser, Oset, and Heru. The story of Oser begins in Kemet, which translates to the land of the Black. And we know this to be one of the original empires of creation. So according to the story, Oser was a spiritual leader in Kemet, and discovered the method of raising his consciousness to the highest level of his spirit and increasing his spiritual power to its highest division. So armed with knowledge that had the power to civilize mankind, Osir left Kemet to spread his teachings of soul evolution and living in balance and in connection to nature. And he did so along the Nile Valley and the surrounding areas. And this brought order and harmony and prosperity to civilization. So on his travels, he met a beautiful woman named Oset, whom he married shortly thereafter. Oset stayed in Kemet as a leader in her own right, while her husband Oser continued in his travels and sharing the word of God. Oser gained so much admiration throughout Kemet, and he was known as a unifier and as a man of order and virtue and just an incredible scholar. And so it wasn't long before his brother Set became jealous of him and wanted to be in his position. And so driven by his desire for power, Set killed Osir. Even in his death, Osir was peaceful. Set dismembered Osir's body into 14 pieces and spread them all across Kemet so that they could not be found. When Osir learned of the murder of her husband, she and Heru went searching for the missing parts of her husband's body. She found every piece except for Osir's penis because it had been cast into the Nile and eaten by a crocodile. So she cleaned her husband's body and anointed it with oil and wrapped him in linens and buried his body at the bottom of a river. She grieved over her husband not only because he was murdered but because they hadn't consummated their marriage and Osir was still a virgin. So the spirit of Osir heard her cries and visited her in the night. Nine months later, Oser, Oset, excuse me, gave birth to Haru, and this is one of the first immaculate conception stories recorded in any spiritual system. So Oset, Oser, and Haru are the original Holy Trinity, and this is a historic fact and not surprising to some of us, as we know that most deities were first human and walked this earth. So every deity from an African perspective is an ancestor, and they were an ancestor before they became a deity. So Heru was seen as a savior to Kemet as Set was just out here turning up, 
operating from his lower nature, just terrorizing the kingdom and undoing all of which Osair did for civilization. Set discovers that Osset has a son, Heru, and sends folks to go kill him. And so now we have Heru endowed with the spirit of his father, Osair, given the mission and the destiny to defeat his uncle Set and to restore order to his father's kingdom on earth as the rightful heir to a unified Kemet. And so Heru is able to defeat Set with the help of Tehuti, which is the Neturu or the principle or deity of wisdom. And it should be noted that Osir did not come back to life. He stayed in the spirit realm and became the ruler of the afterlife. So the winter solstice is a sacred period of time in which you put yourself back together as Oset and Heteru put Osir back together. So before we discuss the ritual, let's explore the Neturu or the deities mentioned in the story. So Neturu are the faculties that compose the subconscious mind. Neturu are comedic archangels or deities as are the Orisha to the Yoruba or the Sheshe tradition or as devas are to the Hindu tradition. And so there are 11 faculties in which we call power Neturu and each faculty controls a specific area of the world and life events and together they regulate the harmony of the universe and the progression of evolution. So of the 11 faculties or divisions of the spirit, today we explored Oset, Oser, Heru, Tehuti, and Set is not a Neturu, but we can understand uh, Set's likeness through Sebek. So let's begin with Oser. Oser is the affirmation of our oneness with God. Um, and with humanity and the universe. Osir reminds us that our nature or our true state of being is peace. Osir reminds us that nothing and no one can be against us and that all experience come to us to cultivate peace so that we may become wise through our experiences. Osir corresponds to trance or our meditative ability. And this faculty is in charge of our ability to learn and to change. So Osir being buried at the bottom of the river symbolizes that he, higher consciousness, is accessible only through trance, through Osir. So in other words, this faculty um, governs our ability to learn, to unlearn, and to grow spiritually in trance or meditation. Het-Heru corresponds to creative visualizations and the imagination. So another way to learn, unlearn, and grow spiritually is through visualization. And again, Set we will explain through Sebek. So Sebek corresponds to our verbal intellect. Our convictions or our beliefs determine our emotional responses and therefore how we travel through this life. And so Set was dominated by his emotions and many of us dedicate our lives to the fulfillment of our emotions and our desires. And that can be really beautiful, but if your emotions and desires are not guided by what is harmonious, righteous, or virtuous, then we can create chaos for ourselves and for other people. So next we have Haru. Haru corresponds to the will and our ability to choose how to respond to challenges. Our willpower is not a force, but rather the understanding that we have a choice moment to moment. And finally, we have Tehuti. 
Tahuti corresponds to acquiring knowledge. So everything from art, creativity, and science, and so on, was originally intuited, meaning it was learned from within by someone. And we're all capable of developing our intuition and the principles of wisdom by adopting a peaceful state. And we can do so through solitude, meditation, quiet, and just being in peaceful environments. So again, this most wonderful time of the year is perhaps the most spiritually potent time of the year to release what no longer serves us and set new intentions. The solstice is again the best time of the year to program divine truth into your conscious mind because your subconscious mind is most receptive to new intentions and resolutions during this time. Everything is cyclical, even our spiritual upgrades. Nature is cyclical. The moon is cyclical. We are cyclical beings, okay? And so emotions are directed by the subconscious mind, and there are programs running in our mind and impacting our health and our wholeness, which is Osea. And so we have the ability or the Haru to control and direct our emotions. So the art of transmutation or alchemy begins with you deciding through your will, through your Haru faculty, that regardless of what you go through, you are still in control. Challenges are unavoidable and they are necessary. And every year we experience challenges. We feel cut up into pieces as Osir was. And so the nature of life, it includes obstacles. You know, obstacles are normal and natural and they are required for our evolution. In the winter solstice is a period for gathering yourself. And so during this time, we want to take a moment to reflect on the experiences that ripped us into pieces and challenged us. And then we want to reflect on the divine purpose of those experiences and the wisdom that we gained from them. So putting yourself back together requires that you go into your darkness, you go into our set, into trance, into meditation, to the bottom of the river where Osir was buried so that you can raise your consciousness, so we can raise our consciousness. And so putting yourself back together requires that you go into your darkness, and so you go into your offset faculty, into trance or meditation, and you go down to the bottom of the river where Osea was buried. And the intention is to raise your consciousness. And as you go into the darkness, remember that you are an ever-perfecting work of God. You are loved. You are favored. You are wanted. And you are forgiven. You are allowed to begin again. So allow yourself to begin again. After you begin this meditation, then you light your candle and you come forward into your light as you set your new intentions for the spring. So to begin, I recommend that you start by making a list of challenges that you experienced this year and begin by reflecting on the challenges and their divine purposes and then visualize how your life has improved um, now that you have this experiential wisdom. So reflecting on challenges and identifying the divine purpose of those challenges remind us of Osea's law, that nothing and no one is against us and that everything is happening for us so that we may grow and cultivate peace. And of course, meditating is you aligning with Osea's faculty. Visualizing your evolved self is you aligning with Het Heru's faculty. And you engaging this new wisdom every day, moment to moment, is you aligning with 
Heru's faculty, which is your willpower to choose or your choice. And of course, all of this unlearning and learning requires internal dialogue. There's no way we can do all of this without checking ourselves. And so there we have Sebek in that verbal intellect faculty. And so you can practice this ritual with yourself, with your family, with your community, with your friend group, whatever feels best for you. And so I encourage you to begin this work on the 19th. Whenever you begin is great. Don't feel any anxiety about not starting on a certain day. Just do the work. Okay, so begin this work on the 19th and continue until the 24th of December. On the 25th, if possible, spend this day in community. Enjoy the sun being reborn as we transition into light and into the upcoming spring season. Okay, so on the 26th, begin to set new intentions and meditate on those intentions. The 26th of December to the 6th of January are the 12 days of Epiphany. And you will want to pay extra attention to your dreams and to the whispers of your higher self, your Ori, and of your ancestors. And in addition to setting new intentions, you may also want to create affirmations that will guide your behavior and your thoughts. And you can definitely use the spiritual laws of the tradition that you currently practice, but if you are looking for some examples, you can use the following. I am an expression of God. I do not live in heaven. Heaven lives within me. Peace is my nature. I am the author of my story. I write my destiny and I am the cause of my causes. I am abundant. I masterfully and creatively manage resources. I release all that no longer serves my highest good. I center my daily activities around an inspiring and fulfilling purpose. I am a divine expression of the greatest source conceivable. I give myself permission to fail. Even in my failure, there is enjoyment because as an expression of God, I am a perfecting work. And so those are just some examples that you can use to affirm the best of yourself and so you'll want to continue stating your daily affirmations through January 6th. And it's also encouraged uh, to fast during this time. Our ancestors fasted um, during this time. And so definitely ease into it. Maybe fast by um, going live, maybe eating lots of fruits and a lot of vegetables, um, drinking lots of water, having your herbal teas, fresh juices, smoothies, and um However long you choose to, to uh, fast is completely up to you. Listen to your body. I intend to fast for three days on the 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd. Um, so just listen to your body. Follow your intuition as far as that goes. Um, and then as always, I just encourage you to continue to learn and evolve. And I affirm that your winter solstice is just harmonious, that it brings you clarity and alignment and in the spirit of coming forward in light we are also waiving the soul care collective membership fee and we are offering free mental wellness intake sessions and so a mental wellness uh, session is an integrated therapeutic session meaning we support you from a multi-dimensional perspective so we want to check in with your energy body your mind body your physical body your soul body you know and so you can learn more about that by visiting one of our 
previous podcast, as we explained in both of those episodes. And so, yeah, just now and through January 6th, when you sign up to be paired with one of our mental health professionals, your membership fee is waived and your intake session is on us. And to learn more about this offering, visit soulcarecollective.org slash practitioner. And with that announcement, I will complete with an incantation shared with me by my Yelosa. Ecstasy, abundance, and bliss to those who wish the same for me and mine, and the lessons of life to those who are foolish enough to wish us otherwise. Peace and love, and remember, soul care first. Mm-hmm.